Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Hard Conversations. It's your boy, BB, and I'm here with Guru Dave and Morgan. And uh, we have a really good show for you guys today. Um, our hot topics are going to be from uh, about a couple of weeks of uh, backup, uh, you know, in our vault, because we have not seen you guys for a couple of weeks. But... Um, we got a good show for you. How's everybody doing, though? Uh, Morgan, how, how was your week? My week was good. Went to a couple of happy hours to show my face since I'm mostly remote, so people don't think that I've, I've turned into an AI. <laughs> but it's getting kind of expensive to get into the city, so we have to keep those limited. Remember, I got to retire by 50. Yes. How much does it cost to get into the city these days? Um, It's somewhere between 16 to $18 for the toll um without the the new jersey transit i mean the uh, new jersey turnpike or garden state parkway toll okay. and then you got to find somewhere to park when you okay, get there so you're definitely driving i thought you meant like the train system no no i haven't taken nj transit in a little while um because i work weird hours so i don't want to be stuck trying to figure out what train i could take back you got it okay back yeah, it's too many rats and weirdos at that time. Yeah. Ugh. It just smells like... Mm, never mind, let me stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, it does. <laughs> Guru, how's it going? Uh, Sorry, I'm sick right now with a, with a cold because I brought my ass up to Jersey in 50-degree weather. You can't handle it anymore. Damn, your body is like, what the hell was this? Exactly. That shit. My body, my brain, and my soul all said the same shit. Mm-mm. I know you're glad to be back home. Literally, I touched down. The first thing I went to was the beach. That's crazy. Still um, jealous. I know, I'm a little bit. I guess that's why I said that's crazy. You know, um, when you I was, just came back from the beach, though. Yeah, but you, I was just about to say when I was out there, we couldn't hit the beach. Oh, there a week prior to us being there at that resort, they had experienced a hurricane, and uh, apparently it wiped their beach away. So when you like walk wow. to their um boardwalk, I guess, like let's say you walk to where the beach where you would start the beach the you could see the bottom of the step and you would have to kind of like leap down to a rock because all the sand had been washed away wow now i wouldn't have mind going down there but because it was rocky um they closed the beach yeah because some 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 drunk person would have gotten hurt mm-hmm. well that stinks but it's okay. I know what to do the next time I'm there. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with today's topics. Uh, we wanted to give a update. Uh, we know we've been talking about the Montgomery Brawl for a while uh, on the uh, podcast, and um, it's one of my favorite events. It's been deemed a holiday, at least here at the Hard Conversations. I think many of the uh, Black community members have deemed that, that day a holiday as well. But we do have some interesting news regarding it. Um, you guys remember the co-captain who kind of started it, 
and uh, threw his hat up in the air, kind of like a signal almost, that bat signal. And um, he's now being charged uh, with assault by one of the individuals who, as I would put it, assaulted him. His name is Damian Pickett. Um, he was a co-captain or is a co-captain of the Harriet too. And he's facing third degree assault um, because of the brawl. Um, the complainant is uh, Zachary Shipman, who's also facing a misdemeanor assault charge. And there was another mis uh, individual involved who's also facing a charge. But what I don't understand is how, you know, th these individuals can even think to uh, charge Damian Pickett with this. So I mean, it's America, so anybody could, to an extent, you could do what you want to do. If you want to file a motion to do anything, you could just file it. Uh, but yeah, I, it's just uh, if you if you ever deal with lawyers, they're gonna tell you to just file it anyway, because it's better that you file it, and you better you follow. It's like better, better you do it. And it's a no, then you not do it at all. And you never know. It could work in your favor. So more than likely, his lawyer just told him to do it. Now, isn't Damien Pickett, Damien Pickett was the man who was initially attacked. Correct. Right? Like this is the man, you said it's the man that threw his hand up, his hat up in the air. That's correct. That's crazy. He, he was, was doing just his doing job. his job. Exactly. And the first time he threw blue blows was to defend himself. And I, I, granted, I stand behind all of the people of color in this in this situation, but that wouldn't be the person that would make sense in my head to file charges against. Right. I guess it but, comes down to like this, the laws of the state, right? Because with New Jersey, you got to get hit at least three times before you can even defend yourself. Really? So, mm hmm what good to know yes so you mean to tell me if you hit me one time and i hit you back it wouldn't be considered defense nope what's that a fight mm -hmm. okay well i'm not letting you hit me three times before i hit you back so. <laughs> that's new that's generally not the way you stay alive or conscious you exactly. <laughs> let me get let somebody get three good hits in before i can legally defend myself yeah, like that that second hit could do it right there. Like yeah. man, you can you don't even get your chances. Like, oh no. Depending on who's hitting you, the first hit could do <laughs> right. it. Right. And then depending on what they hit you with, oh no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's crazy. I think this is crazy. Um so New Jersey law requires that defendants have a duty to retreat first. If this is not possible, then the defendant must have reasonable belief about three subjects in order to constitute self-defense. So yeah, you gotta get you gotta That's get a silly law. You gotta get hit three times before it's considered self-defense. What about the person that hits you? How many times do they have to hit before it's considered assault? Oh, uh, just one time, I think. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I'm assuming they could just hit you once and it's assault, really. Just remember, they got to slap you three times in the face before yeah. before yeah. it's okay for you to throw bows. Mm -hmm. Know your laws, people. Know your laws. Yeah. And retreat, people. Mm -hmm. Don't get into the fight to begin with. That's 
In New Jersey, just don't you have get assaulted. Run, run away, okay? We're great at that. <laughs> well, I do hope that nothing comes along with this. I, I, I just wonder why. You know, like you said, David, this is America. You, you have the right to, you know, to do what you want to do. Um, but I feel like there are certain things like that are brought to uh, a court's attention that if there's no validity behind it or no real case, it shouldn't. It should just be thrown out. Because I, I don't, I don't even see how you can make a case for this. The video is going to show exactly what took place. The, like like the way that um, Jonathan Major's ex-girlfriend's case, his case against her was just dismissed. Yeah, we dismissed uh, yeah. what we want to. You're right. You're right. So it's just a matter of, and that's why I, I'm worried because I do feel like something could come from this just because of what, we're, what we were dealing with in the first place. I mean, it, it's... I, I know people might say, "Oh, you it's a it's a stretch or it's a reach to say it was a racial situation," but I do definitely feel like it was, um, you know, that's what sparked it. Um, so I feel like our court system is just not set up for people that look like Damian Pickett, and so I worry about this case going further than it should. And I dare say, like, you know, do I think that they? Like it happened to be a black man that was on the dock that worked there and it happened to be a boat full of intoxicated white people. But I just find that there's certain things that white people don't try and do to other white people and expect to get away with it. And I don't feel like they would have hit a white man and jumped him like that for trying to do his job because they know that there are consequences for assaulting white people. Absolutely. I think it would have been more of a understanding, you know, of him, him doing his job. And they would have probably still tried to say, oh, we'll be out soon. But, you know, they would have um, uh, eventually, like, left. And I just, you know, there's that double standard. Yeah, they still would have been nasty because they seem like nasty people. But just, like, it's the, it's the it's escalating to it being physical is the part where I'm like, they wouldn't have done that to someone that looked like them not like that right well on to a lighter note uh about what's going on with our uh, our black community uh the central park five member yusef uh what's his name yusef salam is that how you say yusef salam he has now become a a member of the New York Council, City Council. He's going to represent the Central Harlem District. And he won his primary election at, by a landslide. And his victory comes just 34 years after he was wrongfully convicted in the Central Park jogger case. And let's just be mindful that the person who's running for president of the United States also back then uh, tried to get these individuals, I think it was the chair, correct, Um Am I right, guys? Donald Trump tried to get them the chair? Uh, yes, he did try and get them the electric uh, chair. So. Tuesday he painted night, them in a very negative light in the press when all of this was happening. Absolutely. And they, of course, again, have been exonerated. Tuesday night, he celebrated with his supporters. He said 
and I quote, today we stand here together, not as separate individuals, but as the united force that has collectively triumphed over adversity, as a community that has chosen hope over fear, and as a movement that has embraced the power of generational changes, end quote. So I'm so excited to see that. There's, I feel like we hear so many cases of Black men that have been wrongfully convicted that often end in um, either suicide or their life being ruined, essentially, um, because there's but so many cases where they're actually exonerated and they make their way out of prison and then they get this measly little settlement check. Um, But, you know, I talked about when they see us in one of the last few episodes um, and Yusef was one of the ones that stayed very grounded the entire time and actually educated himself while in prison and continued to educate himself while he was out. And I think that was a blessing that he was able to stay in that mindset. And now he's out and being a leader in his community in such a public way. And the fact that he was voted in, I just think that's awesome. And I'm really excited to see that. Glad we have a success story that came out of something tragic. Or it's definitely a long time coming. Uh, I'm super happy for him. Um, I hope he really like pushes to make some real changes. So I hope he gets the support that he needs to make yes. things happen. And I do hope that everybody um, went out and voted. Did you guys vote? Did you go and vote when it was time? Or I don't even know if it was time to vote in Florida, David. Did you guys have a vote over the week? We did not. Okay, well, we did. Morgan, did you I vote? voted. Excellent. Definitely we went out to... to Orange High School with all the senior citizens that moved very slowly <laughs> with our paper ballots. So that's where your um your district is, I guess? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Luckily, mine is right here in my complex. Really? Mm-hmm. I get to go down the street and vote. I, I always, um, I'm either at a nursing home in the back of Orange Park, or I'm at the high school. I was at the high school this time, and I was telling my mom, because we went to go vote together, and I was telling her, like, I wonder why it's always older people that are volunteering to staff these things, and my mom was saying, you know, you have to be available for the whole day, and I just find, I think it would be nice if I saw more young people involved with volunteering, but I'm glad to see. There were a good amount of people coming out to vote, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I voted. Local elections are important too. Absolutely. I mean, that's where it starts. I mean, I think that people get it twisted and they just vote for the presidency. And like, um, I don't know if this was like recorded or not, but like, uh, we just said previously, like how the presidency doesn't really have all the power, right? They, 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 they are they're really kind of the face of the government. So you really want to start right here at home in those general elections, um, in your schools, right? That's where you're, you're voting for your schools. That's where you're voting for judges mm-hmm. who are making these decisions right here at home. Your city council members who have control over your budgets. Yep. So you have to think about that. And then, yeah, okay, you, you go and vote in, in the other elections as well. But make sure that you have home stable. So when it's time to vote in those other elections, uh, what, what's it called? Um, 
the people who really make the decisions as far as oh the electoral college you want your members of the electoral college to be right and that yeah. starts with voting in that election yep and I'm, I'm looking up the results now it looks like for the most part democrats won across the board um maybe except the state senate no. um we so one Brittany Timberlake, I remember seeing her name, one against Joseph Belnome, but Kristen Corrado, who's a Republican candidate, one against Jennifer Aaron Trout. So but Jersey lost the Senate. I'm, I'm sorry, looks not like lost. it was Democrats in Jersey. State Senate 29th legislative, Democrat one, state Senate 34th legislative. Um, Democrat won, but state Senate 40th legislative Republican won. Okay. I'm also looking at unofficial results. So state Senate for, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll follow back up with yeah. it. You know, we'll see what took place and we'll give you guys an update. So John know that we have a new I guess you can say smartphone alternative that you can actually wear. Uh, this Silicon Valley company, Humane, uh, has now has an AI pin uh, that you can clip to your chest. You can talk, make gestures, tap to take photos, or summon a powerful virtual assistant. All for a nice $700. Um Humane's device called the AI pin can take photos and texts, use a laser to portray a visual interface onto a person's palm, and come with a virtual assistant that can be as sharp as ChatGBT. Uh, by always being ready to search the web and communicate, it is supposed to squash the dependency on your smartphone. The AI pin goes on sale November 16th in the US, starting at $699 plus. $24 monthly for unlimited calling, texting, and data through T-Mobile. Um, uh, Humane uh, revealed the device. Looks, looks and basics functions includes web search and object identification at the TED conference uh, and in Paris Fashion Week runway. Uh, in addition to announcing pricing and avail availability today, the company releases new details about the PIN software and how exactly a laser inside the device turns a person's hand into a screen. Orders will start shipping in early 2024. So what do you guys think about this? You getting it? You dropping that uh, $700 for this? Yes, absolutely. Um, My question is... Are you getting rid of your phone, though? That, well, that's my question. Am I going to need to? Because I feel like like Apple is not going to get rid of the Apple iPhone, and I feel like they're going to jump in on this product um, as the leading company, you know, in the world. There's no way they're going to uh, let this product take them out. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you feel like it's going to integrate? I'm definitely getting it. So do you feel like it's going to integrate, or do you feel like... I mean I'm gonna have like to get rid of our phones. Well, I guess it depends on the person, right? So I guess if if you want to, if you're looking for a reason to get rid of your phone, 
uh i guess this would be a good way especially if it's only if it's only gonna cost me what 24 dollars a month like that's it that slashes your bill right there yeah um but then again i don't think it's so i feel like i definitely feel like one i already know apple has something on the way they've already definitely. been working on stuff they will not be outshined yeah yeah no they already they already been working on some things but um <clears throat> i don't think it's gonna take away from people's smartphones i guess it depends on who you are i think it'll be more of an addition to the smartphone right because, because you you have to be able to make phone calls and have privacy and you can't do that with this i mean you just connect it I, you could just connect it to your bluetooth i would assume okay and then have your airpods in yeah or whatever yeah whatever <clears throat> you use um but I feel like the the issue that it's going to have is the age that we're in right now, everybody is uh, possessed. That's the word I'm going to use. Possessed by the screen. So everybody wants to scroll through screens. They want to look at the screen. They want to visually see something on a screen. Uh, this kind of eliminates this where it's just giving you... Uh, it's basically just talking to you for the most part, or like it'll project somewhat of a screen that you'll see on your hand, but right, even it won't be the same as, you know what I'm saying? If I want to scroll through Instagram or, you know what I'm saying? Look at, look at Facebook. So I, I feel like it'll just be an addition. It won't, I feel like it won't take over anything or get That's rid a of good it. point. It's not so much for recreational use as it is for like functionality. Like I need something. So I'm asking it for something. Right. Like I like the fact that I don't know if you guys looked at the uh at like the uh I guess commercial that they have out for it right now, but I like the fact that I could wear it. Let's say if I go to another country, I can wear it, it'll translate what I'm saying. Um yes, I like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like it just makes it so easy. Uh it looks like it's very lightweight that it's a it's a easy I'm curious how it's actually clipping on now. I got I to gotta look at that, how it actually I, clips to your clothes, actually, now that I think about that. I also like how when you're at a specific place, you could say, what should I order here? And it'll run down at the place's menu. It knows where, where you are. So it obviously is tapped into, like, the Google Maps or something like that. And it knows, like, you know, the guy asks, well, what, you know, what should I get here? And it like you know apparently you ran down a list of okay well here's what you know here's the menu options and I thought that was pretty lit so it's really going to be like a uh, various uh, like a I guess an assistive is what I'm is the word I'm looking for like a personal assistant. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of Star Trek where they have it clipped where you just tap it and it starts talking to you. Um, I I actually think we need a little bit less AI in the world. I think every movie we have shows us it's going to be our undoing. Oh, it's all right. We're in too deep. It's over. It, but I was going to say, but it's not, it's not, it's not going to be an added layer to the fact that we already carry around smartphones. The fact that I can't say she who must not be named's name in my house without her being all up in my conversation. It's an Amazon <laughs> product. And call her out. She lights up whenever I'm talking about mm -hmm. something controversial. Make suggestions based on my most embarrassing purchases out loud. <laughs> um, but I really like some of the features it has, like the translation feature 
or like the what's on this menu feature that stops you from taking out your phone and getting stuck in all the other things that your phone distracts you with. I do like that feature. Yes, me too. Me too. This is going to be good. Are you going to get it, Morgan? No, I'm I'm usually the last person to jump on. I just got Instagram like two years ago. <laughs> I <laughs> it has to become necessary before I get it. What about you, Dave? Um, no, I don't. I don't really see me getting this. This this is a. It has to do something that my phone can't do, and that's not it. So. Yeah, I got you. I got you. But um, moving on to the next topic, you know, may not be a point in us getting this in the next uh, few <laughs> few years. Uh, apparently, there's going to be some type of solar superstorm that's supposed to cripple the internet, costing America billions of dollars. Um, so we all know about the Northern Lights. And, um, of course, that is what brings a lot of the solar energy uh, that we have in our in our solar system. But they're saying that one day it could create what's called an Internet apocalypse. Um, apparently, the there's supposed to be this huge solar storm or superstorm that's supposed to take place on the sun. And it's supposed to reach uh, the Earth's elect um, magnetic field, and it should knock out most of the electrical circuit uh, in the world. And essentially, it can cost a lot of money. In America, they're saying specifically up to two billion dollars um, a day. Uh, everything, of course, is run on the internet, as you can see, as we were just saying, and it actually happened before. It's called Becker Points. Uh, I'm sorry, it's called uh, the Carrington event, and it happened in 1859. And apparently, it was the telegraph system at that time, which was the internet of that time, that was knocked out, all telegraph lines. So... They even say some operators were electrocuted electrocuted because the wires ended up carrying so much high voltage. And that kind of worries me when it comes to this event happening with all this AI technology and all these smartphones, because I just worry that one day, you know, if that takes place, um, it could be, you know, elect electrocute people in their ears or right there. Like, people sleep with their phones. Hopefully they don't blow up or something like that. I don't know what this could cause, right? Um, so that's something that I am worried about, but they are saying that it should only last about weeks or months. Um, maybe that's when we just weeks or months. I mean, <laughs> I noticed that's a lot, but you know, <laughs> in comparison, the time <laughs> we, I don't think we do well without internet. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really see this being really being an issue. Uh, we have too many. One, we're way too advanced now. We have too many backup plans. We have we have a lot of stuff that we don't have to rely on. Uh, there's a lot of backup generators. And even when telegraphs <clears throat> were disconnected, the batteries powering the lines uh, were still allowing messages to be transmitted, uh, according to NASA. Uh, so I I don't think this is gonna be a big issue. I uh, yeah. 
I think we're we're good either way. But it just shows that once again we're just destroying our our planet. But <clears throat> we need to uh just be conscious, honestly. Yeah. I'm hoping we have enough backup. I feel like we're so dependent on the internet that we should definitely have some some filters in place that we don't just go down. Did, do you remember the Die Hard movie where they cut out the internet <laughs> yeah. for like 24 hours and the whole like the whole country just shut down? All I have to say is this would be a great time for somebody out there to wipe out student debt if uh, we went down. Hey, that's we come right. back, just clear out the debt. Like, clear oh wow, out. I don't know what it's happened. All to gone. Records. I didn't mm-hmm. have debt. I don't know what you're talking about. My I death never, was I paid never, by Jesus on the cross. I, I never went. What you mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm hoping we have some backups in place. I do remember there was supposed to be a solar flare storm maybe a year or two ago that might have hit us. It yeah. didn't hit us. It missed us. I hope this one misses us because if I can't work, if the internet doesn't work at home, they're going to make me come on site. And um, that's not really in my in my no, to-do list right now. Because if the internet doesn't work, if this hits, this is saying that even the site won't be able to have internet. So nobody's working. <laughs> yeah. We have to have a backup plan. I, I, I say that with a little bit less hope than I did <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> but I I just I can't believe that that would that would hit the whole world that we don't have a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't see it. I agree with Dave. I can't see it happening. I can't see it happening anytime soon. Um because I just feel like the way they're talking about it, it's in the, the distant future uh, future, it's not the near future. Otherwise, it would be a, a much bigger topic, or a hot topic at least. So I just don't see it happening um, anytime soon. And I feel like if it's not going to happen anytime soon, uh, we'll definitely be preparing for it and have been preparing for it um, prior to now. Yeah, I think that was the last one happened what 164 years ago or something like that. So yes, and this one is is supposed like if you want to look at the math, it's supposed to happen every 500 years. So. We're, we should be long gone by the next one. Mm. I didn't know it was every 500 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't, I, I, I could see that being problematic if we don't have contingency plans in place. Okay. So speaking of the high cost of everything, it's not just the tenants that are upset about it. Apparently it's the landlords too. Um, So a Brooklyn landlord was arrested um, on the 1st of November, a month after he was accused of setting a building on fire with residents inside over unpaid rent. Um, It's Rafikul Rafikul Islam um, was arrested because he set a fire, allegedly, on the interior staircase um, in an apartment in South Brooklyn after getting angry at his second floor tenants for not paying rent and refusing to move out. Uh, There were two adults and six children in the home at the time of the fire, and thank goodness they escaped. Um, The fire marshal spent four weeks conducting an extensive video canvas to verify the suspect's identity before finally finding an image of Islam with his hood and mask down. And he's been charged with eight counts of attempted murder, assault, and arson, um, according to the the, um, New York City Fire Department. Um, 
the occupants received minor injuries and were treated at a local hospital. Um, I, I, okay. What are your thoughts before us? Before I start, this man crazy as hell. Like, you know, you bugged <laughs> out with this one. Like, yeah, I mean, you could have definitely went about it all different. Like, bro, you're 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 killing people. Like, come on. Like, that's that's aggressive. Like, there's there's other ways you can get like aggressive with it like you can lock them out the house wait till they leave and lock them out you know what i'm saying but you shouldn't do that either but to set them on fire while they're in the house is crazy you're also I, destroying your own property i mean that makes sense because you try and get that insurance money so that that happens a lot people sit they shit on fire all the time but not while people are in it that's just yeah yeah, that's absolutely insane. He needs to be put under the jail. Um, Thanks. Uh, there's just no no words for someone who has the audacity. And again, I, I agree with uh, Dave. Like people do it all the time. People, you know, you burn down your own property. Nobody's inside. You try to collect the insurance money. If you don't get caught, you don't get caught. But to do it knowing that you have individuals inside trying to um, essentially scurry them out and knowing you can risk their lose, them losing their lives means something is really wrong with you and I don't think that it's wrong enough where you're going to be able to get that insanity plea yeah he went from potentially getting some insurance money back to murder charges so I, I think also it said one month of unpaid rent and I think legally it takes a little bit longer for you to go to court to say, I want to kick these people out because they haven't paid rent. I mean, granted, I know landlords are getting hit hard because after the pandemic where everything was on freeze, a lot of them are backed up. But this this was he had beef with the second floor occupants. What about everybody else in the building? This he right. just took it way too far. Like like Guru said, you could have locked them out the building. There were a lot of other less violent ways to address this that would have also have been illegal but she wouldn't be sitting here with murder charges right now he also apparently had surveillance cameras in his building and got caught he just didn't think this out i'd like to think that he had a a rough night had too many to drink and said don't worry i got this he said, I, I, I know how to get your out asses out. I'm going to make it too hot in this motherfucker. <laughs> Talk about heat. I got oh, you. I got the heat. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad nobody was seriously hurt, but I'm just like, what was he thinking? Yes, it's crazy. No, yeah. Um, Hopefully, again, they just throw him in, like, under the jail. I can't believe he did that. So y'all not going to believe this shit right here. (laughs) So a jury found that a Florida hospital, which had suspect, which had suspected child abuse was liable for charges, including medical neglect and false imprisonment in the treatment of Maya uh, Kowalski in 2016. A jury in Florida ordered a hospital to pay $261 million in damages to a family 
after the parents were accused of abusing their daughter and barred from seeing her during months of treatment. Um, their story was uh, chronicled in the Netflix documentary, Take Care of Maya. Uh, jurors, found, jurors in Florida's 12th Judicial Circuit in Sarasota County found against John Hopkins all children's hospital and St. Peter in St. Petersburg court documents issued Thursday show ordering 211 million in compensatory damages and 50 million in punitive damages for false imprisonment, battery, medical neglect and other charges. Uh so let me so what happened was uh, there was a little girl. Let me see if I can find something that will uh, break it down. Okay, here we go. Uh, the story of Kalowski was reported in the cult last year and was the subject of a Netflix documentary. The film examines Maya's stay in the hospital from October 7th, 2016 through January 13th, 2017, touching on her rare pain syndrome in a system that mandates hospital to report suspected abuse. According to the family's complaint, Maya was only 10 years old in 2016 when she was treated at All Children's Hospital for a complex regional pain syndrome. On October 7th, 2016, she was rushed to the emergency room because of her extreme pain. Maya was then evaluated by a child welfare agency doctor who specialized in detecting child abuse. Subsequently, under an order issued by the state she remained in the hospital for about three months, despite the family's attempt to get her out. While she was there, uh, medical orders included isolating her, restricting family visits. Uh, it was said she was touched against her will or without parental consent and put under video surveillance. Her symptoms worsened, her lesions reappeared, her legs basically just gave out and she became wheelchair bound. Um, so basically what happened was it was a, a 10 year old girl. She had a rare condition where she just gets like pain. Like she gets like, and it looks like it does. It would look like she's getting abused, but it's just, I guess her body's just like either breaking down or there's something wrong with her uh either immune system or her or or her either her blood or blood cells or something there's something yeah, that causes it disease she has so the parents just took her to the hospital because like they had no, they don't know what's going on so they brought it to the hospital the hospital's like oh y'all must be beating this kid they're like no we're not beating her like you guys oh, need to okay. you need you guys need to focus on what's causing it so they said you know what we're just gonna take the kid from you and we're just going to just keep her in, in surveillance and just watch what happens. Them not doing anything caused this little girl's death, which is insane. It's. uh. Wait, I thought she lived. Hold on, hold on. It caused the mom to kill herself. Right, right, right. The, sorry, the mom committed suicide Uh, because she was able she wasn't able to like see her daughter and it, it just it just sucks because she basically 
thought she was going to take her to the hospital to get better, and things only got way worse. Um, and that sounds like it was handled. Away. Yeah, and got worse. That sounds like it was handled so poorly. Yeah, apparently yeah. they fought tirelessly for years. They sought assistance from anyone and everyone that would look at you know at the situation and they were really just not able to get like you know much help and uh so the mother was just distraught to the point that she you know without her daughter she committed suicide so that's a part of the reason they got this large settlement they this took their mother away from them and all for under false pretenses Right, they were they were under the suspicion that she were they were abusing their child when they when they really weren't. They're like, "Yo, we're not doing anything." That's why we brought her here. Like, making yeah, they brought her to the hospital to say she's not well. Right, she's in pain. We need to address this. Like, okay, I understand. I understand. Like the initial thing where it's like, okay, you see like lesions and you see like marks on 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 a child's body. Okay, I get that. Um. But you need to talk to the child. And then th this kid was here for for months. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you, you're seeing the lesions reappear, you got her on camera all day. She's not beating herself. And why did they put her in isolation? For that reason. So if you're in isolation, you can't, like, if you're in isolation, you can't, you can't, we can watch you. We can watch you better. So this way we can see either you're abusing yourself or we can we can we can take out uh the factors of like like either like you're just running into stuff or uh it's just easier to contain right because this way we can say like if you were just in this room for a whole month and you still got lesions then, then something's still wrong right exactly <clears throat> And it's just insane. One, and I've and I've been a kid that's been in the hospital for, I wouldn't say months, but I've been in, the, uh, I wouldn't say months, but I was at least a month. But being away from family, as especially as a ten year old, mm -hmm. you're you're a little kid. Nobody in your family is allowed to see you. All you just have these random doctors in here doing whatever tests they want to do because clearly they just took the family's. Uh, the family didn't have any input on any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. so doctors are just coming in here saying, you know how doctors, especially like no offense to doctors, but you have doctors, you have the uh, the residency people where they just like, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's mm -hmm. this. And they just, you know what I'm saying? You're just getting poked every three seconds. You're getting needles. You're getting, and this is a 10-year-old child, like no family around her. And it's just random people that's coming in here, poking her, telling her this, telling her that keeping her in isolation like this is so fucked up so i was thinking her her emotional health and mental health like people don't do well in hospital like it's already known that being in the hospital as an adult puts your mental health at stake you're around other sick people like you said you can't and that's even with your family coming to visit like most people are ready to check out even when be them being there makes sense but as a child to be by herself for a month seems like really cruel right not to mention it's everybody also knows if you have a family member that's ever checked an inpatient they're just treated better when your family is around 
So I'm sure her parents told her, like, we're going to go, don't worry, we're going to go get you better. And then they took her and she ended up just being there by herself and couldn't even talk to her parents. That sounds like a horror movie. Yeah, it is no 10-year-old that's going to, well, I'll say Cornelius is an exception, but it's no 10-year-old that's going to, like, speak up and say and say something <laughs> like, hey, uh, no, I don't want this happening or what. Like, you're just in fear. You, you, you're in a hospital, so you have some kind of, like, concept like, okay, I guess these people are supposed to be helping me, mm-hmm. but yeah, you having... need your parents there to advocate. Exactly. Right. Like, even if you don't allow, not even, I feel like you still should have the parents consent to do any kind of testing on a, on a child like that. They do. So in the case, so you have to have parents consent legally to do any kind of like procedure but if they if they made it into some kind of like the parents are unfit type of thing right like a proxy from the state almost like a social worker or something like that to say like okay we're now in place of the adult that makes decisions and if you know they don't know this kid and nobody even knew what was going on there's no like blueprint to go by yeah they're gonna say oh whatever the doctor said i'll sign off on it which is really scary because she got worse. Exactly. So they weren't even like there for the parents to say like, this is normal. We've tried that already. That didn't work. Like, let's skip to this. They just did whatever they wanted. Just disgusting. That's so sad. But the bright side of this is that they are now very rich. That's the minimum they're owed. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, what hospital was this? Uh, this was John Hopkins All Children's Hospital. Wow, this wow. was John Hopkins, the top medical university. Oh, I expected you to say some rando small nope. town. This Oof. is well. I I say I'll say this. Saint Jude's never had this problem. <laughs> hey, yo, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh no St. Jude's has never had this issue St. Jude's is like we go based on donations we cannot afford any bad parts. hello <laughs> honey and, and they're going to take care of your child and they you are. and they're going to they put you up feed you everything St. Jude's has me donate money and I work at an oncology <laughs> hospital with a piece of heart <laughs> let me donate five dollars I'm trying to tell you so you know uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad that this story was highlighted because, you know, we need hospitals, sometimes medical professionals, they get away with some of the stuff that, you know, our judicial systems get away with. I mean, some stuff really, some really bad things happen and uh, we give them a lot of control of our lives because they're the ones who have been professionally assigned to do so. So we put a lot of trust in their hands when things like this happen and don't go noticed uh, and go unnoticed. Um, you know, it just allows for more things to take place, more things like this to happen. So with her story being highlighted, it definitely put a, a, a spotlight on Johns Hopkins. And I'm sure there's some revamping happening in that hospital. And mm-hmm. um, just rest in peace to Mrs. Kowalski. Yeah. Um, you know, I do feel bad that the mother took her life for this. Yeah, definitely go check out the uh, documentary on Netflix. Uh, Netflix has been doing a really good job on things like this. Um, it's a good watch uh, just to see like how how everything just went down. Um, 
uh, damages were awarded for infliction of emotional distress uh, on the daughter in question, Maya Kalowski and her mother, uh, who died in suicide in 2017. Uh, Maya's father, Jack, was named as a plaintiff in the case representing Maya and his wife's estate. Uh, Maya actually went on to say, for the first time, I feel like I got justice. She's now 17. Um, but, but yeah, so now she doesn't even have her mother now. Like, this is just sad. It's very sad. And she wasn't getting abused at all. It's just like, come on. Did they make any progress with her health? Um, I believe so. Um, because she is out of the hospital. Uh, they're just calling it uh regional pain syndrome. So I'm assuming they they figured something out, obviously, to to release her. Um hospitals gotta do better. I think there are a lot of hospitals that rely on their name and think they don't have to be up to standard because John Hopkins is a pretty prestigious hospital and well-known yes. and you'd expect to get good care there. They have all these research programs and they have a really good medical school program. Mm -hmm. Oof. And that's how oh. some of the, that's how some of these criminalistic uh, people fly under the radar because they're at this prestigious program that nobody's checking. Mm-hmm. Just check them off my list if I'm ever in the DMV area. Oh, oh man, Joe. Listen, you gotta be I, careful uh, as yeah, a black they, woman out here. They definitely off mine. Look what this woman was not black. So you if they do this to her, yes. Yeah, John Hawkins, I gotta do better than that. Okay, so we're back to the spotlight on the police, never ending. Um, a I feel police... like, can I just say that I feel like we're always talking about these motherfuckers doing something stupid yep. and criminal. We are. We are always talking about them doing something stupid and criminal. Um, the upholders of the law. Um, a San Jose police officer was fired after sending racially biased messages. Uh, so there was um, a, a brawl. Um, between a college student in downtown San Jose. Um, it was in a restaurant. The student in question was Kawan Green. He disarmed another man involved in a fight who was holding a gun. Uh, and when the officers were called and responded and came to the scene, they saw Kawan Green with the gun and shot him, even though he was the one that was trying to break up the fight. Um, within the criminal investigation about why Kawan was shot, they went through the police officer's text messages. There were about two dozen in total. Um, and they found some pretty disgusting messages. Um, the most, the, one, the mo one that's most publicized was this police officer saying, I hate black people. Um, he used the N-word a couple of times in, a, in some other derogatory language. The officer in question's name is Mark McNamara, um, who identifies as white. Um, the officer that he was texting is also an under investigation, but he no longer works for the San Jose, California Police Department. Um, and there are a lot of 
Black um, nonprofit organizations that are calling for him to not just be fired, but make sure that he cannot end up on any other police department. Because I think we've all seen before people put on administrative leave yes. and they either just get their full retirement because they were already in their 50s and would have done that anyway and pretty much just get to live life without working or they just end up in another police department acting a fool somewhere else. Um, so the San Jose Police Department said there is a zero tolerance policy for even a single expression of racial bias in the San Jose Police Department. The messages were found due to the expansion of our internal affairs unit's efforts to thoroughly investigate all questionable conduct and is why we have made inve investments in new early warning system. At this time, criminal charges in relation to the messages have not been filed nor are anticipated. Um, if any employee's racial bias rears its ugly head, rest assured that I will take immediate action to ensure they are not part of this organization, the police, police chief said. I'm extremely proud of the 99.9% .9 of officers whose achievements and dedications to this community are unmatched, and I will not let the actions of a few officers cloud the extraordinary work being done in our city every day. Um, so here we are again. Well, yeah, his numbers is off. It definitely can't be no 99.9. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to figure out where those stats came from. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't stand the system. I hate this place. I've said it before. And um, we just got to do better. I mean, we have this, the police, I mean, but shout out to the San Jose Police Department for removing this individual, but they do need to take it a step further and ensure that he is essentially blacklisted from the entire criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. Not just the police department, but I don't need no FBI trying to pick him mm -hmm. up, no CIA trying to pick him up, no one. He doesn't need to be a correctional officer. That's correct, right, no one, because this dude is clearly racist. He has said it, it's, it's out there, there's no backtracking it, you know, give him that Roseanne Bar treatment. He crazy. He about to get a nice job. He about to get a he about to get a promotion somewhere. Somebody. Well, he worked in the police department, that police department for six years, which isn't long enough for him to really be like a tenured police right. officer. But there's but... A, enough racist police officers and departments out there that see nothing wrong. Matter of fact, applaud his behavior. So they're looking to get their hands on them, probably. Some police union. There has to be some kind of... I feel like in every other job, like, line of duty, like, if you work in healthcare and certain things happen with you in healthcare, you're never getting another healthcare job. They do a background check and that's it. But oh, yes. it doesn't seem to be it, police officers definitely seem like one of those roles that certain things pop up on your record. You shouldn't be a cop again. Yes. Um, it's also just interesting to me that this is I, I feel like again, applause to the San Jose Police Department because it sounds like they moved quickly. Um, but it's interesting that this, this is one of the situations that I would have expected somebody to defend him because he showed up and saw somebody with a you know a gun in his hand and felt like he could give you know reasonable re he had a reasonable um suspicion that this man could be violent but they didn't they said he was wrong flat out i guess after these text messages came out i guess that was what it was the text messages were the thing that they couldn't ignore um 
because I think if those text messages hadn't been there, that this this would have just been another black man that was shot down. This man pretty much wrote his own death sentence, leaving a paper trail of his racism. Exactly. But I'm glad. I'm so glad he did. I wish that more of them would bring all that racism to light so we know what we're dealing with. Oh, and yeah. see, and and this is another region, reason why, castmates, we need to vote for those general elections and stuff. See, when people like this do things like this, you know, uh, um, you know, his boss, you know, th- those people get voted in and you have a say in some of those decisions. So again, I'm I'm glad he uh brought to light his true feelings and I just wish more people do. It just makes my job a lot easier when it comes to voting then. Yeah, it would be nice if all the racists would get caught in the, in their group chat. Granted, mm-hmm. not that I'd be exposed for being racist, but I'd be exposed for a lot of stuff if my group chat came out. But <laughs> oh should, yeah, you know, you should, we should we should know how you really feel about people. Well, my phone was released, child. Oh, no, I'd be fired for sure. I, I definitely couldn't have my job. They'd be like, "Oh my god." <laughs> Throw him under the jail. <laughs> I don't think any of my stuff is like jail behavior. It's just inappropriate. No, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in jail. Yeah, I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't go to jail. <laughs> only fans would be my only option at that point, though. <laughs> uh, okay, well, when we come back, I am going to speak on uh, Saucy Santana checking the straight dudes in this uh, messed up hip-hop I guess uh, I should say this culture that we call hip-hop if you chat and gotta come up out the house outside man me and get your ass up off that couch you getting punked by a gay dude you a bitch trying to blame it on some gay rules I hope these wack labels pay you cause the way you feel about bitches too hateful these bitches so bad you should be grateful that's why these bad bitches never want to date you. Is it a pussy that you want? A pussy you don't get. So when you see a bad bitch, you break out in a sweat. So when you see a bad bitch, you break out in regret. Tuck your dick, then pop it on the internet. All right, so Saucy Santana recently had to come for DJ Academics and uh, Charleston White for being disrespectful. Um, now, when it comes to DJ Academics, DJ Academics was specific, specifically speaking on Young Miami, um, as he does every other day. I mean, all DJ Academics punk ass do is talk about women. He loves men. Let me just put that out there, okay? This is supposed to be some straight dude, but all he does is put down women, especially Black women, and talk about how they they don't have successful careers, how they're all hoes and bitches and stuff like that. I'm not making this up. You can go and look at it yourself. Dude is like on all over YouTube, all over Instagram. But when he came for Young Miami, um, he made a very very serious mistake. Um, Saucy Santana did. Uh, uh, speak to him and let him know you know essentially in a video that he was wrong for you know whatever it was he was saying and not only that he called him out and told him to meet him in the streets 
you know, we ain't got to do none of this talking shit. Stop talking about, you know, women. I'm not going to say what he calls women because, and it's not like, you know, he's doing it to be uh, facetious, but I don't like to call women bitches if I don't think that that person is a bitch. But, um, you know, he basically told him, stop talking about women online and come meet a man in the streets. Academic Tuesday, y'all Miami has a party in Miami. She having a Halloween party. Pull up on us. Pull up and come and, and come holler. And it's nothing for her to say to you. It's nothing for y'all Miami to ever say to you because she a girl. You a man. You a nigga. And you on and you doing an interview talking about, oh, I was about to beat with Santana, but I had to, I had to ball, I had to bow down because I was gonna lose. So you mean to tell me you could publicly bully a bitch on the internet every motherfucking day, but you don't want to get in, you don't want to get into a spat or a combat or a physical altercation with a motherfucking gay boy. But you like to argue with bitches though. Stop playing with people. The bitches don't play on the internet. So Carisha got a party on Tuesday in Miami and pull up and you don't have to say nothing to her. Come and address me. Come and address the niggas that's gonna be in the motherfucking room stop playing games on the internet and then you wondering why bitches calling you boxy boys and bags and punks because you're drama filled and you only fuck with bitches you only arguing with bitches all motherfucking day i'm a nigga i don't even do that i'm a gay boy and i don't even fuck with bitches all day bitch i really like to snap the shit out of, out of niggas bitch since i was a kid that's what the fuck i do since high school i fought boys i never fought bitches a day in my motherfucking life so of course dj academic uh had to respond to this and you know, put his two cents in and uh talk about how um you know he he has to be reserved and he has to watch his mouth because he don't want to get canceled. All while he's sitting there crying, like literally coming to tears. And I just, you know, I feel like I just want to put it out there that nobody believes that you were crying because you don't want to be canceled, DJ Academics. I believe you were crying because you were told to meet him in the streets. You scared to meet him in the streets because you a bitch who only messes with females and you finally got somebody to check you. Your problem is the person who checked you <laughs> and the person who checked you the best is a gay dude. And that's where you have an issue. It even made Queen Latifah into the chat room and talk about how she felt like it was real funny that, you know, he could sit out there, sit there and get emotional um, when a gay dude, you know, scares him of getting canceled, but he's completely outlandish and demeaning and disrespectful to black women with absolutely no fear whatsoever. I've never seen him cry or uh, show any concern about what he says toward black women. Again, that just shows you how much of a bitch he is. Now, my other issue is uh, Charleston White decided to get into the conversation and add his two cents in. And I really want you guys to hear this. This is just how toxic max, uh, masculinity is. Come in as straight men and go to gay bashing. We supposed to join together as straight men with DJ Academic and bash the shit out that punk. Get your gay ass somewhere, motherfucker. Cause I know a nigga, I, I know, I know some nigga uh, a whoop you and fuck you, punk. <laughs> Man, I know a nigga been down that road. I'm telling you. Or shake, shake, or shake that tree and see where to fall from it. <laughs> and next thing you know, they going together after that good ass whooping. But say, uh, listen. I don't want to listen. That, that, that was some gay shit. For you to sit here and talk about how 
you were supposed to ban with DJ academics as, as the straight dudes. community. And then right. he just but said, I know some dudes how... that would fuck this shit out of him and you y'all be going Morgan? together. What? You see me, Morgan? You see where I'm going? See, this is the bullshit that we calling out. And it's really kind of sickening. You would rather sit there and ban with a dude who sits there and talk about women, the females that you claim to love as a straight dude, right? Than to ban with the gay dude who is protecting the women that you're supposed to love. Make this make sense. But of course, Saucy did come from uh, oh, well, any, uh, how, any the way you fucking feel about none of them motherfucking girls. That's what the fuck it is. And about motherfucking minds, bitch, you can get like that. That's what the fuck I'm telling you. So I'm just, you ain't even, you ain't, you, if you want to team up with motherfucking academics, bitch, put your boots on. It's never nothing. It's never motherfucking nothing. Bitch, if you feel like all y'all niggas need to squad the fuck up and, 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 and sign in, step in with DJ Academics, he need the motherfucking help. So, bitch, <laughs> do motherfucking you. But all that punk faggot shit, bitch, you giving me more punk faggot than anything doing motherfucking interviews, snapping your motherfucking fingers, speaking on motherfucking bitches, all trick-ass, country-ass nigga, country-grammar-ass nigga. Fuck wrong with you, mush mouth. You sound like you got dick in your mouth when you motherfucking talk, bitch. Fuck you, come out. I really do love when a gay dude goes off on a straight dude. Like, anyway, well, apparently straight dude. Charleston White should have never stepped into this conversation. DJ Academics is a bitch. Charleston White is a bitch. I'm saying this because it needs to be said. Y'all getting punked like the pussies you are by a gay dude, and you're mad about it. Um, Even someone as a lovely and talented and high up and on her pedestal as Queen Latifah came in to say, you look like a bitch. So I just had to, you know, make my points about this. Um, you know, I know, David, you know, you don't really have much to say about this situation. You know, you didn't even want me to bring it up in the actual podcast. But I definitely wanted to highlight that. I definitely wanted y'all to see how toxic masculine, uh, toxic, um, masculinity is in 2023 yeah my thing is uh i would just say crewmates castmates i'm saying instead of looking this stuff up you can uh enlighten yourself by you know i'm saying figure out how you can help out in your community uh help other people near you your neighbor you can help the world uh you can volunteer to go help at an animal shelter. There's better things you could do with your life than to uh, entertain uh, celebrity drama. That's my thoughts on it. And your thoughts are cute. Morgan, what do you have to say? I just want to add in. um, Focusing less on Saucy Santana and DJ Academics, I do think that there is a growing movement of men that hate women that that put on this this narrative of the traditional male and and you know having to assert yourself as like hyper masculine and hyper heterosexual um that throws off the balance of what I think actual masculinity is, and it turns into this, where you're trying to down somebody else and you outed yourself. That that, that was such a contradictory statement 
Mm-hmm. All the straight men are supposed to band together. And if you're really trying to go there, then I can find some dudes to... What? I know what? some dudes that'll, that'll that be your straight? boyfriend the next day. Oh, you know them, huh? The opposite of straight men, but you don't even make sense with your own plan. Um, But I think, because to be honest, I think all of the people in that video are problematic, including the city girls. But I think... DJ Academics has made a career out of saying outlandish things about people. Um, Saucy Santana is known for being controversial um, and DJ Academics tears because of what I read was um, him starting off with everybody knows I'm cool with the LGBT community. No, everybody does not know that. But no bossy man like Saucy Santana could ever talk to me. I'll spit in your face, blah, blah, blah. Um, Is just him crying because because saucy pretty much said like i if if you if you got a problem i'll f you too now he's sitting there crying because he doesn't want to get canceled and what it really is is because he wants to say something that he knows would get him canceled um but it's just interesting because he hasn't been worried about getting canceled with any of the other wild things he's been saying which is why I don't feel like that's why he was crying. I feel like the crime was because he was completely emasculated and humiliated. <laughs> yeah, it was because dude. another man said, "I'll, I'll, I will I'll open you. up your booty I will hole." Beat that's your that's ass what he was crying and about. Fuck you after. That's what yeah. really bothered him. It's not. It's also you... that Saucy called him out. Like I'm exactly. letting you know where I'm gonna be on Tuesday. If you really got and something not to say, show up, come bitch. see me. You're like, not. He doesn't coming. want to do that. Exactly. So. And you knew you wasn't coming, so you talked the shit. But you're not going to show up when somebody actually calls you out a dude. Because you could easily say, if a woman calls him out, a woman could easily say, oh, pull up, pull up, pull up. And he would look much better to everybody if he say, oh, come on, I'm not going to do that. That's a whole female. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. That's a whole bitch if you want to say whatever it is you want to say. But, okay, a a dude called you. Now, I'm calling you to the front line. Bring your ass down to Miami. And come get this ass whooping out in front of everybody. That's what made you cry, bitch. Because you knew you wasn't going to be able to do that. Because you know you'll get your ass mollywopped by him. And the irony of this is, like you said, is he's upset because a man, another man, called out some aspect of his masculinity. Yeah. Because he would have just continued talking trash if it was a woman. Yeah, but all that trash he talked about, Saucy Santana. There was still another grown man that called him out that would have fought him like a grown man. But he couldn't do it. DJ Academics needs to. He needs to find some goodness in the world. He he needs to be the one that does some community service. What else did you recommend, Guru? A <laughs> local community. Yeah, local yeah. You know what I'm saying. I feel like all of this is this. All of this is only powered by people that give it energy. You know what I'm saying. So I feel like divert your your energy into other things start learn learn about your politicians that you're that you're voting for learn how you know what i'm saying what their plans are to make your city or your town or your state even better like if you can definitely fill up your time with more useful information than the hollywood drama so yeah you're absolutely right. You could fill up your time with more useful information than Hollywood drama. And I agree with Morgan. Your statements and sentiments, David, should go and be directed toward DJ academics. Because just like we should not be silent when people are doing things like genocide over there in the Middle East, we should not be silent when Black women are being disrespected. We should not be silent when gay people are being disrespected. 
And we should not be silent about toxic masculinity. So if there's people out there who have platforms and want to highlight those things, we should definitely make sure that those people no longer have the option to highlight those things or at least try to diminish their ability to do it. So yes, I agree. There's so much better things that we could be doing, but I don't want for us to uh, be silent when shit like that is happening. Because what Charleston White said uh, afterwards and his response afterwards is some serious, serious psychological issues that should be looked at. Yes, sure, he's a celebrity. It's drama. But we should look at the issues behind that drama. And that's some serious shit that he said. I mean, I mean, beyond the fact that it was gay, your whole statement that you was trying to make, say as a straight man was just completely homosexual statement. It's the fact that you would rather band behind someone who is completely against the progression of Black people and being against the progression of Black women rather than someone who is, whatever way they're doing it, trying to stand up for and respect those Black people is a problem. And it should be highlighted that it's a problem. So in the midst of everybody doing their educational knowledge and stop looking at what's happening in the world because it's happening in the world, which has an effect on the kids that you're raising and make sure that they know that this is not okay. So uh, while we normally hear um, Kiki promoting something about her career, she's a very talented singer and actress. Um, she's also been a TV host personality. Um, we have some more dire news uh, regarding Kiki, who's usually a very private person. Um, but since uh, she has been in a relationship with her um, child's father, Darius Jackson, unfortunately, we've seen Kiki's name pop up in um, in the news for, for things that aren't about her career. Um, so most recently, allegedly, Kiki has filed a temporary uh, restraining order against her child's father and accused him of domestic violence. Um, this popped up after Kiki's mom posted a video pretty much saying that her, that Darius was abusive and mm. she had uh, reached out to his brother, who's an actor in the game. You all may know him from Insecure. I'm trying to find his brother's name right now. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, but basically to say that... Dejernus. I think it's Dejernus. Um... It's a weird name he has. He, uh, Serunas. Serunas. Serunas, yes. Um, to basically say that this has, this abuse and manipulation has been going on for a while. She was asking his older brother to talk to him. Um, and his, and his older brother said pretty much that used to be me, but I got it together. Uh, so she posted this video to say he knew that he was an abuser and a manipulator and um that her daughter is 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 was basically abused now we've never seen kiki's mother coming out to talk about anything she's definitely a a behind the scenes mom um we also know that kiki's very private so the fact that this is this is now the second public scandal that she's had to deal with regarding darius lets me know where there's smoke there's fire um 
but basically that tweet that he he Darius posted that 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 someone discussing that they were a manipulator and vile and that this was this was a horrible situation and he's now deleted it. We don't know whether he was talking about his brother or Kiki, but later after that video um that the mom posted, uh the the restraining order evidence came out. Um there are videos and from Kiki's home surveillance system of Darius showing up to her home unannounced, um, dragging her across the room, assaulting her. Um, and this is after uh, Kiki went to Usher's concert in, in, a, in, a, in a sexy outfit where she showed a little bit of skin and Darius was sitting at home on his PS5 and must have seen a video and got upset and posted something to the effect of your mother you shouldn't be acting like this. Um, to which Kiki responded to with creating merch that said, I'm a mother and ending up in Usher's music video. But I say all of this to to get away from the the, the petty, the petty celebrity drama, as Guru put it, um, to say that domestic violence comes in all forms. It's it's not just women showing up with a black eye. Um, not, nobody knew what was going on in Kiki's personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, and she was showing up smiling, looking good, positive energy. We thought she just had, you know, some relationship troubles with somebody that should have kept their relationship private that put it on the internet. Um, but it seems like this is actually really serious. Um, and, and, and from her statement had been going on for a while. Um, she said that he, had a had a way about him of of being abusive and manipulative and then the next day making her feel like she was the only woman in the world um he he pretty much sounds like he has the profile of a narcissist um and she described in the restraining order that Darius trespassed into my home without my knowledge or consent threatened me then physically attacked me lunging from my neck striking me throwing me over the couch and stealing my phone when i told him i was going to call the police thank goodness she called the police anyway um but she has gained temporary custody of their child um and now i guess we'll see how this plays out i did not know any of this was going on let me tell you something kiki i i listened to a podcast called baby this is kiki palmer um it's her podcast uh that she has i think you can catch it on apple spotify same places you can catch us and um they they talked her and her mom because her mom is uh one of the co-hosts on the show and they have talked about the relationship i can go back to the episodes where they talked about how the mom was like you know i'm just so happy to see you two together and i think even darius was on one of the shows when they were having this conversation and they really did profess how they love each other and stuff like that so um i don't know I, it just, um, they really did a good job, let me just say that, of hiding what was really going on. Um, and it just goes to show that you never know what's really going on with people, right? Um, look at people like Robin um, Robin Williams. Um, mm -hmm. You just depression. never know. Yep, yep. I think also to remember that most, most physical abuse doesn't start flat out with physical abuse. Like, that's not the way manipulators oh, and narcissists work like they gotta they, they have to let you form some kind of attachment because if you just hit somebody out the bat most people aren't going to stay but um the manipulating part and the 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 small red flags pop up a little bit earlier and i have to say that his comment about her outfit 
was a major red flag to me. Yeah. And it's not because he had an issue. I mean, Kiki had the cheeks out and she looked good doing it. However, I could understand why her man might be uncomfortable with that. However, I don't feel like the way to address that was on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, they lived together at the time. He saw her leave the house. He knew what she had on. As I understand, he took the picture that she posted of her outfit. Um, to post that on the internet to me was a major red flag because everybody doesn't need to be in your business. Um, that's the conversation that should have happened between the two of you. And I was really excited that she did not respond to him publicly because don't give us, don't give us the the satisfaction of seeing you two argue what should have been private to begin with in the public. Um, but you know, those kind of red flags about somebody being controlling and trying to humiliate you and have, you know, just being inappropriate about the way that they respect your boundaries are things to, to notice. And I'm sure by that point, there was a lot of other things going on because she did mention that the the physical, mental, and emotional abuse, this was not the first time. Um, but, you know, at that time of that podcast, I wonder if they were in that place already and how much Kiki had processed internally to say, I'm not in a good place because she's always seemed like, you know, one of those child stars that had her head on straight. And, and this could happen to anybody. There's no, you know profile of an abused woman and unfortunately i think it's one out of every three women has experienced domestic violence so there's a chance that you know a couple of women that have been physically abused um but it's just you know stay diligent women don't don't let people talk to you any old kind of way if you have a bad feeling you're probably right yeah it makes me worry about the uh the dd ddg and uh Halle Bailey situation because Ooh. he also had a very toxic um my uh toxic post. Um uh, don't get I, me started on that because now yeah. she's pregnant and she's yeah. supposedly married and now she's she's connected so, to this man for life. So the the, the route is kind of similar to what Kiki got going on, right? Um except Kiki didn't go as far as marriage, got out before that took place. But Again, it just goes to show you never know what's going on. But both of them put very toxic posts out. So I was just, you know, I was making the comparison that I hope Hallie's not dealing with the same type of situation. I hope not too. I also think, you know, people's boundaries in their relationship are their boundaries in their relationship. Like there's conservative couples. There are couples that are a little bit more liberal. There's men that are like, you know, I don't care if she shows her cheeks on the internet everybody knows those are my cheeks and she looks good doing it and others that are like i prefer that you wear a turtleneck outside that's their business my <laughs> issue with the post was why did you put it on the internet like that's not our business um but i just think you know there's how old is kiki she's pretty young as is hallie yes. um she's pretty young and i feel like when when Everybody on this podcast is in their 30s. When when you think about some of the relationships you were in in your early tw- 20s, you made some questionable relationship decisions. Child. You, you know, like, you're not looking for the same thing in your early 20s that you are when you're like, oh, I'm in midlife. Yeah. I mean, but Kiki is 30. But, she's 30 you know, now? Okay. She's 30. But yeah, I mean, she's still young. It's still young. You know, She's young and she's in the, in the public eye. And uh, Darius is a cute guy. And I'm sure, you know, he's he's a good looking guy. And I'm, you know, most manipulators don't come with their red flags waving at you. They come real, you know, smooth. Yeah. And I'm sure she was like, oh, somebody else in the industry. Like, 
somebody that's kind of got his own kind of got his own thing going on. Hmm. I mean, I guess. I wish her all the best. I'm I wish her. I wish her all the best, and I wish her the best with her child. Uh, I hope that they'll be able to amic- amicably, uh, you know, depart one another and still be able to successfully co-parent. That's that's the the biggest part of the situation here now. Separate for sure, but figure out how to co-parent for your child. Agreed. And I think I'm gonna go buy one of those I'm a mother sweatshirts. Gotta support. <laughs> All right. Well, we're done with the hot topics for today, but tomorrow we're going to be coming back to talk about um, war versus genocide. That's going to be the main uh, discussion. Just a couple of updates on what's going on in Palestine, uh, but primarily we're going to be talking about that Republic, uh, the Republic of Congo. We told you guys that we're going to be highlighting it and talking about what's going on, and this is when we're going to be doing it. Mm-hmm.